0: WRGN Rewind.
1: Say hey, it's a good day.
0: We're back here on Wake Up Right, and we are welcoming Dr. Charles Mully to the studios, along with Guy Scatton. Now, Guy was here just a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about an event that is coming up at Kalahari tonight. And this is an event to raise funds for the start of another Mully Children's Family Home in the Kasumu area of Kenya we're going to talk about the details of that but before we get there i want to remind you as well we talked while guy was here about the movie changing the world one child at a time the name of the movie is called molly we have it here at the good news library but we've got one better this morning and that is that we have got dr charles molly in the studios with us good morning and welcome Thank you so much for having me in your studios. Oh, we are so glad to have you here. Also, uh, wanted to find out what my proper greeting would be to you in Kenya. Uh,
1: well, we say Jumbo.
0: Jumbo. Yeah. Okay, and then that means? Jumbo Sana. Good, great. Oh, good morning. Yes. Okay. Well, Jumbo Sana. Thank you very much indeed. We are glad to have you here in the studios. I want to find out a little bit about your testimony. I know that the movie tells the entirety of it, but can you give it to us in a nutshell?
1: Yes. Uh, I was born in a very poor family, and uh, my father was a drunkard, so much addicted to drugs, and he was also very um, furious as well as beating my mother, Mm. and that the life that I lived when I was six years old. And then after that, my parents left and they disappeared. I did not know where they went. But um, then I became a street beggar. As a child, I grew up and only to find myself wandering here and there. I got very little education due to lack of school fees, accommodation, uh, also Uh, what we call the love of a parent. I lacked that. Mm. And therefore, afterward then, I found myself uh, trying to take away my life due to the bitterness about my father who used to uh, beat my mom and also abandon me together with my mom. And so I had that bitterness. But one time, then I wanted to take away my life. Immediately, God sent somebody, an angel, a person saw me desperate. And out of that, then he uh, got me and he asked me, can you follow me? Just let's go. I'll show you somewhere.
0: So much like Jesus did in the New Testament to the disciples, follow me, that was the, the call to you as well.
1: Yes, uh, of course. I, I can see that it was uh, on a good example with a lot of similarities. And then I followed him. I didn't refuse. I went slowly, even though I never trusted him. I just followed him. And then we went to a church. I found people, young people who were playing, who were really happy. And the pastor came up with a message of uh, forgiveness and the power of forgiving one another. And therefore, he asked anybody who was ready to uh, to 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 surrender his life to Jesus Christ, and I wanted to repent. And then I raised my hands to both of hands, and I said, Lord, forgive me my sins, and because I never knew him, let me know you, let me be your child. Mm. And out of that, I was completely saved, rescued after the destruction, got to know him, and then I started becoming a Christian that time i was 16 years old by then
0: okay now you have very little education you spent your time on the streets now you've come to know the lord what happens next
1: after that um, when i was going to 17 years old i thought well i wanted to work i wanted to look for a job and i, I did not know exactly what kind of a job because I was not trained in any way, mm. in any course. And therefore, I walked um, over 75, kilometers to the city of Nairobi. No food, no single cent, no dollar in my pocket. <laughs> and therefore, I was walking, and therefore, I found water. Just because there was rain and then they're flowing along the road, dirty one, I drank that one without cup and so forth. I was in Nairobi after three days. And then I found people for themselves. Everybody was busy. I tried to ask, please help me. Help me. Give me money and that I can buy food. And the second problem was about accommodation. Mm. That thing was where do I continue and I work, and I get money. And so it was very difficult. But God really revealed me that I needed to walk, knocking the door. As the Bible says that, knock the door, and it shall be opened unto you. Mm -hmm. Seek, and you shall find. I kept on knowing that God was with me. I was, you know, walking, and then knocked to uh, somebody's gate, and then through the gate and to the door. And then a woman, Asian lady, oh, thank God, she came. And she opened the door. She asked me, where are you here? Where are you disturbing us here? Mm. I said, well, I'm feeling so hungry. I've never eaten. I need food. I need a place to, where I can stay. I can work. And what kind of a job? I said, anything.
0: I you do straight. anything at anything, all? Anything. All right, we're going to pause right there, and I want to come back because I want to hear what this woman said to you and where God took you from in that position. We'll be right back with Dr. Charles Mully. We're back with Dr. Charles Mully as well as Guy Scatton, although for once, Guy, you're not getting to talk a whole lot, are you? Uh Perfectly fine with that. Uh, no, no, it's yeah. Dr. Mully's time to shine. <laughs> well, I, I I have to do uh, let our listeners know that there there are no tickets left for tonight. That's true. So what you get, you're going to get here from Dr. Mully. But you can be in prayer for the event tonight at Kalahari because you have a desire to raise money. For the start of a 12th Mully Children Family Home with Dr. Charles Mully. But before we go too much further, uh, we've got Dr. Mully very hungry at the gate and knocking, and the gate is opened. So, what happens next?
1: Uh, As soon as I entered into the house, uh, the lady, this lady, uh, said to me, I'll give you some work. Cutting grass and, uh, you know, doing the garden work. Mm-hmm. It's a two acres plot. And then again, washing dishes, cleaning the floor of the house.
0: A little bit of everything.
1: And then there'll be a house for you, a yeah, servant quarter, a distant, that you'll occupy. And we shall give you the food, cooked food. Uh, whatever was remaining, then they would really give me, and I shared with them. I was so happy. Mm. Uh, that was the greatest moment also in my life. Yeah. And then I said, well, thank you, God. I worked very, very hard, and this lady was so happy to see that uh, she had a great man, young man, mm-hmm. was zealous and very much a lady and uh, ready to, to work. And so she talked to her. Husband and the husband uh, uh, put me into his company. His company was really a big uh, company owned by British uh, from England, and they planted a lot of coffee plantation, uh, pineapples uh, plantation, and many other things, Mm -hmm. including other crops. And therefore, I was employed. And then I started as a field clerk. I was uh, uh, given the, to, to become an assistant manager. And that's where I also found my wife. Very beautiful young lady. And she was a little 16 by then. And I was a little bit younger, 20 years. But we got married. When I was 21 and she was 17 years old.
0: Wow. So you have moved from street child, orphan, to now having a job in a company. And you begin to kind of move through in a a pretty rapid motion, really. All things considered where you were coming from.
1: Yes. And uh, there it was really great. I moved also to another company. Okay. Which was a German company. Uh Uh-huh and uh, i was employed almost 3 times as much as i was earning wow in the first place wow and there i was so happy i worked so so hard and uh, i was given 18 hours every day to work so oh. much was overtime too much
0: overtime. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i
1: worked i liked working mm. i needed to work and uh, work and uh, get money mm-hmm. and after that then i got enough money to buy a vehicle ford cortina after which I bought another one, and afterward, then I, I, I got off from that company again because they were moving to Saudi Arabia in the um, Middle East. And then I said I cannot go. Mm. I was in a town known as Eldoret. Eldoret is about 320 kilometers from the city of Nairobi. Okay. And therefore, I started doing my business, transport company. And then, so
0: I, you started your own company now. Yes, I started okay. my own
1: company, a mm-hmm. transport company with the uh, matatus. Matatus are buses. You okay, know? and then I bought um, more and more, and then I felt like that was not enough. I had a lot of
0: energy. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell that <laughs> <laughs>
1: a lot of energy and, and the other thing. I wanted to really to work and therefore make money, make money and make money, and then I went on. To start a, a tire business, Bridgestone tires, and it's what it's a Michelin mm-hmm. tires, Firestone tires. And so I went on again. I was appointed to become a distributor of oil, carbon, as well as um, not a gas. And mm. this was supplying uh, gas in the western, the whole of western Kenya. Okay. On the petrol station, the market, and so forth. I was the the monopoly, or the
0: key. Oh, you were the and only and one. Okay. All those places. So you've come from a child who walks miles and miles and miles to come to a city. You get employed. Then you move up into a company. Now you've got your own company. And now you've got multiple companies, and you become a millionaire. In fact,
1: not only that, I became also a real estate selling properties
0: uh, you know, okay.
1: houses farms and so forth and the insurance company and then that brought me to another high level mm. i had money i became a millionaire
0: so what brought you to pay attention to others that were like you that started on the street when we come back we're going to find out from dr charles mulley We're back with Dr. Charles Mully, as well as Guy Scatton here in the studios, talking about the Mully Children's Family. Uh, This is a group of street children that are now in orphanages that Dr. Charles Mully has started over in Africa, but you've heard the background now to his story, and you might have an idea of why he may have an interest in this, but it didn't start off that way. There was, there was a turning point in your life that said, I need to do something about this. What was that?
1: Um, One day as I was, uh, you know, doing business, I decided to go to the city of Nairobi. It's about 320 kilometers. And I was there early in the morning at around eight o'clock. And I was seeking to get uh, TLOB in Kenya. That means a transport license or board mm. license for my two buses that were expiring. And then down I found a parking bay and um, I found street, a gang of street boys. Mm. And the, these street boys were showing where to park my vehicle. I said, well, I don't need your help. And um, because they were asking me for money,
0: money, right? And I
1: thought giving them money was to encourage them mm-hmm. to take drugs or to buy drugs so or right. alcoholism and use it for. That was not good for me. I knew, mm. and for sure, I never gave them anything. I went to the office. I came back after a short while, on, only about thirty minutes. I found that my car was not there. Oh, I had the key. But I got the, uh, the biggest shock ever in my life that I had the key and my car was not at the car bay. And therefore, I was so much worried. And uh, I remember even one of the boys who was standing somewhere and then asked, have you seen anybody who was taking my car? He asked me, uh, did you employ me to watch over your car.
0: little extortion going on there. (laughs) It was
1: really so bad for me. Mm -hmm. I reported the matter to the police station and up to this day, I tell you, I've never heard about my lost car. (laughs) That was way back in the year 1986, uh, April. (laughs) I will never forget that day. Mm. And so I got so much worried and I did not know what was happening. God started working on me. For three years, 1989, I could not work, I, I, I felt I could not work anymore because I was thinking all the time. And there was the voice calling and asking me, do you remember your time when you were young? Do you remember only that time? And I, I try to remember even my time of when I was a little child, six years old and earlier, how my father used to beat my mom mm. and kick us out of the house. Small, you know, not really house, um, a hut. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it was so bad. And then on 17th of November, 1989, that was after three years. That's when, for sure, I got the vision. When I was in my office around 11 o'clock, it I could not work anymore. I felt really sick, weak, uh, like a really strong fever. Uh, Psychologically, I felt unstable. Mm. And um, I told my secretary that I told her that I was not feeling well Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go home. And my house was only straight five kilometers away from my office. So I drove only to find myself 35 kilometers away, over 35 minutes, you know, from my office. My house was far behind. Yeah,
0: you kept driving.
1: I did not know how Mm. I arrived to that place with a big river, uh, tall trees, and then I stopped there, and I started wondering: this is like a dream. Mm. It's in a dream, and then it was real. I was on my steering, and my on my car. I started crying, and in my, I had a suit, tie, nice shoes, everything as an executive. Director of and the managing director of the Muli uh, Waste Agency Limited and mm-hmm. transport companies in Kenya. And therefore, I was struggling with the voice, with the Spirit of God that was really compelling me. You are the one, and you remember where I brought from. Mm. You had nothing. What you have is nothing to me. You had nothing. And all this, you give it to the children, the lost sheep, those children who have got nothing, opens, street mothers, you know, the people, elderly people, the people in the slum, you see those who are oppressed by poverty. And that's also, it took me four hours praying. Mm. After the, 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 on the fourth uh, hour, hours, then I said, Lord, tell me now. What is that who want? And that humble voice was so appealing. And then I said, Lord, I'll give everything that I have belong to you. And from that moment, it was around 3 p.m. in the afternoon, I drove all the way to my house. I found my wife, and then she asked me, Why are you here? To early?" For you to be here.
0: Because she's used to you working a lot.
1: Yes. I, I used to work up to 7 o'clock mm-hmm. late. And then I was hardly at 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I, tried, I was just so joyous. Because I strode the Lord in the car, Lord, I will do that. I got the greatest joy in my heart. Mm. I felt like peace. And I said, I will do it. At that moment, the Lord gave me Assurance. I knew for sure it was the Lord's Spirit, and I was so happy driving back to
0: mm, my house. That is amazing.
1: Before I arrived in the car, I said to the Lord, I will never ever work for money.
0: Mm. I
1: will never ever uh, serve uh, to be paid, but I will be there to serve you, mm. serve your people. Mm. That the covenant that I made with the Lord and even that evening, I shared the same with my with your wife, wife and the children when we had dinner because I told them, Oh, I want to share you a good story. Uh. <laughs> yes, yeah, what the Lord God has told me. They were waiting they were so excited
0: oh wonderful yeah. that is great oh, yes. well we could go on forever i think uh in conversation here with dr charles Mully, god has certainly used the calling that you had and we're so blessed that you have come to share your story with our listeners i, I highly recommend if you've not seen the movie come out here to the studios get it you can go on amazon and get it it is available it's also available on netflix and youtube oh okay so if you have netflix you can go check it out right now yes yeah that's great guy i appreciate you sharing that with us but before we wrap things up with you uh you brought a recording guy um and why don't you tell us in a nutshell about what this recording is this recording is actually at the delaney center 44 former gang members drug dealers prostitutes they now make up the Mully children's family choir and this is their song and it's absolutely beautiful.
1: raise mm. my mm-hmm.
0: Is beautiful. Well, I encourage you if the Lord has touched your heart and you want to be a part of some of the work that Dr. Charles Mully is doing along with Guy Scatton. Check out africanmp.org. That's africanmp.org. You'll find more details there. And I've also got a link on our Facebook page so that you can connect with Guy Scatton and the ministry that is happening in Africa. Wake Up Right Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on WRGN Your Good News Network